So there. So there. So there. So there. Let me know your thoughts. So there. So there. So there. Let me know your thoughts. Why do you keep saying let us know your thoughts? Let me know your thoughts to me is a nice lead-in for So There. So There. Welcome to episode 20 of So There. I'm Gary Doyle. And I'm Tom Karamitis. I'm not concussed anymore. I know. I can already tell there's a, there's a spark coming out of you today. There's an alertness that has been <laughs> just... <laughs> I, miss, I miss the excuses that having a concussion provided. Because when I had my concussion, and I'd say something inane at work that made no sense, or a really stupid point, I would... When I recognized everybody thought I was stupid, I'd go, oh, you know what? I'm concussed. And that gave me an excuse for my for my, uh, my stupidity. I don't have it anymore. Now when I make a remark and people look at me like I've got an eyeball in the middle of my forehead, I can't go, I'm concussed, man. Carly Simon once said, it's so nice to be insane. No one asks you to explain. Car- uh, that reminds me of a line. Whenever I hear it in a song, it always reminds me of Tom... Karamitis. Uh I may I may be paraphrasing this a little bit, but it uh, it goes. I'm not in need of friendships. Friendships cause me pain. <laughs> it's laughter and it's loving. I disdain. <laughs> Is that a line from that song? I think so I'm a rock. I am a rock. Yes. Do you do you think that's you? Do you subscribe no, to that notion? I friendships cause me pain. No, I'm I don't not. believe in friendships. <laughs> friendships cause me pain. Some friendships cause pain, and those friendships must be terminated. All right. Well, I will kick things off this time with an extended version of "I Wonder Why." I wonder why, as you listeners know, is usually dedicated to. I wonder why human beings do certain things, but this is Gary Doyle's special Oscar version of I Wonder Why. I saw most of the Oscar-nominated movies, which were just a few days ago. I'd like to tackle each one and give you my, my capsule review of them in the form of I Wonder Why. All right, let's go. Bohemian Rhapsody. I wonder. I enjoyed Bohemian Rhapsody, but I wonder why Bohemian Rhapsody won Best Editing at the Oscars when... Even I, who am not a professional editor or a particularly sharp-eyed editor person, notice some egregious editing mistakes in the movie. And in fact, there's editing videos on YouTube pointing out egregious editing mistakes in Bohemian Rhapsody, part of the general kind of sloppiness it was put together with. And yet it won Best Editing. I wonder why. I wonder why The Favorite was nominated best picture i loathed this movie it was one of the worst movies i have ever seen perhaps perhaps second only to man of steel i wanted to walk out of the theater it made me wish i was dead i wonder why a star is born did not win best picture a star is born was brilliant i saw it twice in the theater absolutely loved it in fact it didn't win much of anything in the award season uh i can't say anything about vice because i didn't see it the trailer was fantastic. I wonder why Green Book won Best Picture. Green Book was a serviceable, perfectly nice, made-for-TV kind of movie. Very predictable. Seen it about half a dozen times. Uh, 
You, you know, mean, uh, similar plot lines like Driving Miss Daisy. Uh, uh, yeah, well, b- black person enlightens white racist. Yeah. Um, you know, that's we've seen that in Driving Miss Daisy. We've seen that in The Help. We've seen that in um, uh, a lot of movies. And so it's been done many times. I wonder why it won Best Picture. It was thoroughly mediocre. I wonder why Black Panther was nominated, although I did not see the whole thing. It was... It was, uh, I don't like Marvel comic movies, so did not like Black Panther. I wonder why Black Klansman was nominated for Best Picture. It was thoroughly mediocre. Spike Lee's maybe sixth, seventh best movie. The problem I had with Black Klansman was the, the Southern Klansman characters were complete cartoon characters. Now, I know they were undoubtedly racists and probably were the caricatures of Southern crackers, but it was such a cartoonish portrayal, I almost turned it off and couldn't get through the whole thing um finally i wonder why roma was thought to be such a work of art again i found it thoroughly boring if you enjoy five minute lock-off shots of water sloshing around a drain and if you enjoy slow mechanical pans on dollies across beaches and dinner tables with families you will love roma so I wonder why these movies are not made for Oscars. As you can tell, I was underwhelmed by most of them. The only two I really enjoyed were Bohemian Rhapsody and A Star is Born, which I loved. So there. So it was a particularly weak year for you, for Gary Doyle, as far as movies. Have I not made that clear? I think you did. Uh, the only the only soft rebut I would give you is on on Bohemian Rhapsody. I know you were you were criticizing the the the, the editing and the post production. I did read somewhere that the company that did the primary visual effects on that movie uh, declared bankruptcy. Uh, so uh, not that that's necessarily an excuse, but I think lately there been a there's been a number of movies where visual effects artists are not being paid and um, even though the movies are very successful uh, uh, that uh, that uh, studios are kind of giving short shrift to some of the artists that make these movies what they are Tom Teramitis injects a serious note a into serious. so there a little labor a little la- pro labor note perhaps also uh, also compensating for the fact that uh, I did not watch the Oscars and I did not see any of the movies. So there. I'm not surprised. I'm just not surprised. Why? I don't know. Why? I don't know. I mean, I know, but I'm I'm not going to say. For the same reason that you don't, for you don't listen to any music after 1978. That's not true. <laughs> it's kind of true. It's not entirely true. All right. Well, I think this this episode may go down as one of the most disjointed we've ever we've ever done because my topic has absolutely nothing to do with what Gary was talking about. But that perhaps is what makes so there such a fascinating grab bag. It it really is, isn't it? We should build that into our description of the podcast on iTunes. A fascinating, a fascinating yet deeply flawed grab bag. Grab bag. Uh, Gary and I ride, uh, we ride different, tr- different trains, uh, the, same, the same commuter agency company, uh, but, but di- different train lines. But our two train lines do converge at one station. 
uh, which is the last station you get to before you get to downtown Chicago. And at this station, which is called Clybourne, there's a billboard that I've seen that's been up for quite a while, and it's, it's selling some kind, of, um, some kind of spread that you put on a sandwich made by a company called Green Ridge Farm. And it occurred to me that, my gosh, I, I, I feel like the world, the marketers of the world have created an almost endless supply of fake farms. They name, if, it, if, if it's a wholesome product, you've got to call it, I mean, we started, it used to just be Pepperidge Farm and Hillshire Farms, but I did a little informal research on some of the local grocery chains, and I came up with the following list of of brands that most of, some of these are, are, are uh, private label brands that the grocery stores create themselves and some are just other small farm brands, but Bellwether Farms, Redwood Hill Farms, California Farms, Happy Farms, Heritage Farms, Picked Sweet Farms, Taylor Farms, Crystal Farms, Grimway Farms. Was Picked Sweet spelled P-I-C-T? Yes, Dash Sweet Farms. Uh, uh, Califia Farms, Cascadian Farms. Califia Farms sounds like a, a pot front. <laughs> like it sounds like there's herb. <laughs> uh, Cascadian Farms, Vital Farms, Foster Farms, and Jones Dairy Farms. I feel like we're being inundated with farms that don't exist. You're also leaving out Knott's Berry Farm, the amusement park. You're leaving out State Farm, the insurance company. You're leaving out. You're leaving out um, Farm Credit, which is one of my clients, a, far, a bank for farmers, a lender for farmers. Um, a lot, a lot of farms. And I think no, well, Knott's Berry Farm was an actual farm, but I have a feeling none of the other farms are actual farms. Does I think this just seem odd. I think that's a safe bet. All you need to do is hire an illustrator to draw some sleepy barn in a meadow. And you've got your you've got your farm logo, and you've got you've got images of 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 wholesome natural stuff that you'd want to eat. And yet, it must work. There's a reason they do it over and over again. There's a reason they make those Chevy ads over and over again about real people, real people, real cars. And they look at the cars and they go, ah, "Chevy is rocking it," you know. And they unveil it behind a, a giant Oscar stage and. But they keep making them, and so they must work. But it's, uh, but that that campaign has t now reached the point. Have you seen the latest iteration? There are people in the car, and they unleash alligators on the ground around the car, and they're seeing the alligators on the backup camera, and they're. You know, they're really running out of ideas when they're. You know, you, you can tell they're starting to reach just a little. It's starting to be kind of desperate, you know. It's like, I've probably mentioned this in this podcast, but it's like Jerry Seinfeld had a great bit on new and improved Tide. Like when they cut, you know, every few years they have to improve Tide. And the people are like, ooh, improved Tide. are like, oh my God, how do we do it? How do we do it? What do we do? We've improved this 892 times. We've done crystals. We've done, um, you know, we've done power dots. We've done extra bleach. We've tried... Uh, <sighs> You know, what Can you imagine else? going into work every morning, <laughs> knowing you're, you, you, if you're on a toilet paper brand, <laughs> have to come up with this year's innovation? <laughs> yeah. It, it, y there is one farm you left out, though. Sex farm. Working on a sex farm. Trying to raise some hard love. Getting out of my pitch. I don't think that song could be made now. 
Why I, not? Even as a parody, even as a joke, I don't think because of Me Too, I don't think it could even be made. It's too, it's too um, offensive. I don't think it could even be made. Well, that's why Jerry Seinfeld stopped playing colleges and universities. He just right. got tired of the politically correct police. There, there's a lot of art that I notice that cannot be made now. Like uh, I watched the movie Deliverance recently. I've seen it before, but I rewatched it. And for a lot of reasons, that movie could not be made. The things that happened in that movie, the uh, you know, the the awful things that befell them. You know what I'm talking about. It couldn't be made now. At least not in that way. It wouldn't happen. You know, the studios would not, I don't think, would green light that picture. Which is interesting because you expect art to evolve, but instead it, it kind of devolves in some cases. And it's a slave to whatever the current sensibilities are at the moment. I, I had a uh, kind of a similar experience uh, also on the train. I was probably the first billboard or piece of advertising I've ever seen that wh when I saw it, I, 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 I said to myself, obviously... I'm not the target. <laughs> and I'd like to maybe propose that we make this perhaps a new marketing uh, 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 feature. I'm not the target? Obviously, I'm not the target. And the first, the first installment of that would be <laughs> the billboards that I, no doubt you've seen everywhere. I've seen them for um, Jimmy John's. And the headline is, Wheat Yeah, Freak Yeah. <laughs> Can you explain it to me? Have you seen these? Because I think the word freak is they're, they're, they're substituting that for the for uh, for the F word. Right. 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 But what are they really touting? Wheat bread? Is that is that some kind of like to Jimmy John's? Is this some kind of new development? Wheat bread? Yeah, I think it's a way for the advertiser to say that their wheat bread sandwiches are good. But I think they're speaking in the parlance of the uh, of the the 22 year old male because that's the only person that would eat Jimmy John's food. It, 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 uh, whenever I see somebody getting on the elevator with a bag of Jimmy John's that I work with, I'll say to them, really? There's, no, you know, no, really? There were no other choices? What possessed you? Because it is absolutely tasteless. Like, it has no taste. You know, if you're going to go the, f the sandwich route, go to Potbelly or, you know, go, go that route. But there's, there's no taste to the bread, to the meat, to the vegetables. It has no taste. So... They're speaking to people who don't have developed taste buds. They haven't developed them yet. They don't know what good food is. They just got out of college. Those are the kind of people that eat Jimmy John's. So they're speaking in their language. You know, they walk around saying, Wheat yeah, freak yeah. Well, well why couldn't you say, Roast beef yeah, freak yeah? Because I'd, I'd maybe go try it out if it sounded like they had really good roast beef or something or, or some kind of imported provolone. But, if I, but but what they're they're touting is the wheat bread. I mean, that's like, is they, I, I can't believe anyone would think that's some kind of breakthrough. Wheat, yeah, freak, yeah. <laughs> You're not the target, are you? I'm apparently not the target. So there. I would like to talk about Wisconsin. Whoa. Gary Doyle, for those of you who follow me on Facebook, went ice fishing last weekend in Wisconsin on a frozen lake. And I have some observations about Wisconsin that I've felt for a long time, but the ice fishing culture of Wisconsin crystallized it for me. Wisconsin is a state of culture. 
Wisconsin has, and I don't mean culture in the sense of opera or art, or I mean, Wisconsin has culture and its own kind of soul. Wisconsin has supper clubs, it has cheese, it has sausage, it has roll out the barrel, it has ice fishing, it has fish boils, it has lots of beer drinking, it has the Green Bay Packers, who I loathe. Uh, but Wisconsin, and Wisconsin also has friendly people. If you walk into a bar in Wisconsin and you go up to the bar, people will talk to you, unlike in Chicago where they, they will not talk to you. So Wisconsin has a lot going for it. It has a lot of culture, whereas Illinois has zero culture, zero. Anything Illinois has to recommend it culture-wise comes from Chicago. But you take Chicago out of the equation and Illinois has nothing. There is nothing Illinois has. Compared to Wisconsin, but really even compared to any state, it's just a, a void of nothingness when you take out Chicago. Okay, thank you. I was thinking, are you separating Chicago from the rest of the state? Of course. I'm, taking, I'm saying if you eliminate Chicago, there's no there there with Illinois. But I appreciate all of the culture of Wisconsin. When I went ice fishing with Maddie, Luke, and Lisa... So Had you ever been ice fishing before? No. I can think of few things that I would be more, less interested in doing than ice fishing. So you stay, you're, you're exposed on a frozen lake. No, we rented a shack. We had a little shack that we, that we could hide in and warm up when we needed to warm up. And that shack had a little a hole in the floor that you could drill holes in and fish for fish. And it had a little shelf you could put your food on and your beers and it had windows and it had a little light. Okay, so, so you, you could be in the shack or you could walk outside the shack and drill holes in the ice and stick your bait in the water and wait for fish to come along. And wait. Yeah. And wait. Yeah. And the, and the lake was filled with people. All these cheeseheads, some of them were playing like 80s metal. It was a party. How, long, a party. Were you, how long are you out there doing this? About three hours. Was it your idea? No. Uh, well... No, it was my daughter Maddie lives in Wisconsin, so she, it was her idea, but it was a delightful time, and, uh, and uh, a whole party, every 20 yards there were, there were people fishing, 20 or 30 yards, and then when somebody would haul a big fish out of the lake, like a big pike, about two feet long, people would come running from all over on the lake, these big fat people would come running over like, oh my god, you caught a big fish, and they'd hug each other. Dare I say Gary Doyle was perhaps charmed by the experience. I've long been charmed by Wisconsin, but it was just kind of crystallized everything. We went to a supper club, and then we went to a bar and a lake that where we played pool, and uh, and uh, yeah, it was it was cool. I liked it. Still hate the Packers, but you're an ice fisher, fisherman. I guess the next step is you'll start curling. Isn't that big in Wisconsin too? Or is that Minnesota? Curling, curling, let's all go bloody curling on ESPN. <laughs> and scene. Tom and I always look for an opportunity to break into songs. I have one very brief redux I'd like to offer up for those of you, uh, air airplane <coughs> redux, uh, for those of you... Um, who found the experience being on an airplane and, and one of your seatmates um, has a gastrointestinal issue. 
which happens more often than, than you'd, you'd like to like to believe. Um, you're in an enclosed little metal tube and, and somebody's going to have an issue. I've discovered, and I don't think this is unique, I bet others have discovered this as well, but, but I, I am quite fond of what I call the, um, the airplane fart force field, uh, which is to activate the airflow above you and spray it to your side. To you, you figure out the direction you think the, the noxious odor is coming from and you direct the, the airflow there. And I find it's fairly effective. So it's just a little pointer the next time you're on that transcontinental flight and someone ate something that disagreed with them the night before. I activate the inflow air system for people that recline their seat in front of me. I'll point it oh, towards them. Point so it, towards it points them. cold air down on their skull the whole flight. Do they react to that? Yeah, sometimes they, every once in a while, sometimes they do. They'll turn around and look up and notice it and they don't say anything but they, but they'll have cold air blown on their head the entire the entire flight that's the price you pay yes. for reclining your seat in front yes. of Gary Doyle yes the underestimated weapon of choice <laughs> the airflow <laughs> well this one flew by it really did no time for viewer mail but if you're interested so there at yahoo.com <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Are you, st you sure you're not still concussed? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I am. Maybe I am. The, 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 the extreme heat in this room make, is making me feel like I'm having a stroke. All right. Well, we'll get you out of here as quickly as possible. And until next time, this is Gary and Tom saying, So there!